The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? It's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this woman that you are leaving higher Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nations Comic Book Chronicles. Yeah! I am Tim Deal Double G. Yeah! And joining me tonight is the man behind the sound effects at Agent Underscore Seventy on Twitter. Sup, everybody? And we also have at Roddy Cat on Twitter. What's up, everybody? And as I said, we are the Comic Book Chronicles. You can go to our website, theclicknation.com, to find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles, comic book reviews, and comic book news. <laughs> Follow us on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. And speaking of podcasts, we are a part of the Cult Slither Podcast Network, a.k.a. the CSPN Media conglomerate, go to cspn.us. Do it today. Do it today. And make sure to buy some Comic Book Chronicles merchandise by going to shop.cspn.us. We record live every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can tune in by going to theclicknation.com forward slash live every week. And if you want to join in the conversation on social media, use the hashtags Comic Book Chronicles and CBCron. This week, we're going to kick off our review portion of the show by taking a look at Marvel's new weekly event, Avengers No Surrender, which begins in Avengers number 65. No retreat, no surrender. All that good stuff. 675. 675. Which I feel kind of bad now when I didn't read this. I haven't read this yet. I'm kind of skimming through it, and two, I feel kind of bad because I, I, I guess chalk it up to event fatigue, whether it's line wide or not. Like I was slightly looking forward to this, but not enough to care as much to, to read it in any particular order. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it because one, it's got my man Pepe Larraz's art on it, so it looks great. And I was following every one of the Avengers books that merged, I believe. So yeah, that helped. But it did seem like a lot, like. I felt it would have felt better if like at least one or two of the series had been built into this, but it just like sort of came out of nowhere, this threat of the earth being taken, you know, it's up to earth's mightiest heroes past, present and retcon past to save today. Right. Right. I mean, as is, you know, kind of typical for these, you know, Avengers, uh, events they have to you know call in the reserves call in you know just pretty much every every hand on deck um but uh, i thought it was nice that they started this particular story with 
you know, forget D list. We're talking about like Z, you know, maybe not Z list. We're talking about like L or M list. We're talking about the living lightning who's now going by lightning. Uh, you know, he's working undercover. I guess he had during the, um, the, uh, what was it? The, the initiative had become part of the Texas team. And, um, you know, once that all fell apart, I guess he was kind of on his own and then working with uh, law enforcement. And it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, the first, what three or four pages of the story is, um, you know, kind of catching us up with uh, the living lightning of all people, which was probably needed because even longtime Avengers fans probably would be like, Oh, right. I forgot he was an adventure. Yeah. Right. And, um, I thought it was funny that, um, the splash page, uh, showing us that there was something amiss remind it, it's kind of reminiscent of DC events with the red sky. Well, yeah, there was, a, there was also, um, uh, Near the beginning, slash, well, I guess the beginning of Secret Wars. Well, the, the, when they had the end of days things, because this is not, the, you know, where they had the Red Sky thing going mm. on. Okay, so there was that. But um, so yeah, Lightning, who I, the way I'm looking at it, he'll probably be used as the folk, the you know, new reader focal point since he's been out of the game for so long. The, uh, readers can view the events maybe through his eyes. But now that as I say that, I wonder if that's even going to be the case because it's so many characters and it's coming out so frequently are they gonna have time to are we gonna have time to hear from him every week right. well, what i was gonna mention is that there's a particular story that there's a particular part of the story and i'm gonna ring this spoiler bell um because to, to get to one of the twists in the story we do have to kind of spoil it so warning um we're about to i guess i'm about to talk about one of the the, the twists in the story that you know kind of leads us to think maybe we will see more of uh, lightning um, in in the story, one second, which is kind of surprising how they've been kind of playing some of that stuff, or they've been in, in leading up to it, right? Because apparently, as you know, one of the well, as Tim was mentioning earlier, one of the one of the the, the key aspects of the story is that Earth has been shunted somewhere, like moved somewhere, and um, as a result, some of the uh, you know some of the major characters uh, that that maybe are you know, you would, I guess, say core Avengers. And then they also, you know, they also um, include the X-Men. Some of them get kind of frozen in, in place. And um, yeah, that was, odd. I forgot about that. Right. So they're frozen in place. So we're left with, you know, kind of a ragtag bunch. I mean, obviously uh, Jane Foster Thor is among them. So we're not talking about like, you know, all C-listers, but we're definitely um, down to a group that does include um, lightning that are still active that are still able to function because you know so many of the uh, the frontline characters are frozen you know kind of in stasis and you know uh we're we're bound to have to you know to 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 see the story through uh some of the uh the lesser well-known uh the less well-known avengers and we also have the uh the retcon the uh, the, uh, the 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 retcon uh character who's kind of placed in this you know we know this character doesn't belong we're just gonna have to figure out why she's there and who i'm talking about is and i read the you know and i rang the spoiler bell already i'm referring to voyager that's the uh the well is on the cover now all right so it's not on the cover but uh voyager is the character that's been teased for a number of months now who's uh, wearing gold and kind of looks like her uh, um uh whatchamacallit uh was it aisha yes yeah kind of looks like aisha and I'm referring to um, the other half, the other, the uh, the uh, the uh, the female version of Adam Warlock. Yes, not the the, the another bad creation song. Oh, there we go. 
Now I got now I know now I know what to look for. Thank you very much. That is funny as hell. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a it, it was an okay start to this. I didn't think it was a a, a bad start. It was a, a nice assemblage of uh, of uh, of characters, and I like the twist of the of of a bunch of the the kind of characters that you would think. <laughs> <would take fun. laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Later. I was, say, I was like, what? I was like, who's invading our uh, our podcast here? I mean. If you caught the voice, you know who, but <laughs> that is funny. I mean, but anyway, um, but yeah, it was, it was a good start. I think. Yeah, I guess we get, and we also got a potential bad thing that happened. Yes. We got, so, cause we got, you know, this big earth shattering thing that happened and we got these disparate, all these groups of Avengers doing whatever, whatever that we see. And in the midst of that, um, something happens to a long time Avengers staple. Oh yeah. So, with it being weekly, we'll be checking in on this uh, weekly. And next week is actually pretty interesting because we're actually going to get the origin of Voyager, I believe. Which, didn't oh, we okay. in those point one issues or something? No, that was somebody else. That was Avenger X. Avenger X, okay. Well, but I thought she was in one of those other ones because they did, like, I don't know, whatever. She was in uh, Marvel Legacy number one is where we first saw her. Okay. And the statue. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. That's where they retconned her. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just as a, as a quick aside, one of the giveaways in comic shops this week, and um, for those of you on the video feed, we'll be able to see the Avengers poster that you could get at your local comic shop. And one side is the, uh, the retcon version of uh, the cover to Avengers number one with the Avengers plus Voyager taking on Loki. And the other side is a recoloring of a classic George Perez poster um, from, this is circa 1994. And this is awesome. I actually own the original, uh, you know, an original copy of this, uh, an original poster that is. And um, I'm thinking of maybe uh, taking that one down, putting it, you know, rolling it up and putting this one up because this is a nice recoloring. So, but that's that for Avengers 675. righty. What do we want to get to next? Let's see. Go down and get to some. I did read some DC. Oh, I totally forgot. One book. Yeah, I didn't have too much on there. Uh, I guess another big Marvel event-ish book was Phoenix Resurrection number three. And this was disappointing. I don't know what to make of this series. This was disappointing because it's meandering. What it is is it's not getting to the point. We're three issues in, and all we have established is that we're inside the mind of either the Phoenix and or Jean Grey, and we're on this, you know, this 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 uh, kind of road to discovery that she's on trying to figure out where she is and, and, and kind of reconcile what's going on in her, in, in, in her mind and dealing with her past. And meanwhile, we've got the X-Men kind of circling the globe, going to various points around the globe, dealing with like Phoenix related shenanigans. So this is three issues of this. Now we've already had two. This is way too many. How many issues is this series? Is it six? Anyone know? I didn't get a physical copy of this yet. It didn't come into my show. Oh, I was muted. I was saying it's five or six, but it's coming out weekly because I have a different artist on each issue. Right, and I'll get to that part too. I was kind of disappointed by that uh, this week. I was um, kind of surprised Joe Bennett got on here. Yeah, because he was... <sighs> I feel like he... Not, you know, I don't want to throw shade at him because I actually think he's from... He lives in Atlanta, I think. Oh, no. But uh, I thought they were going to have like you know high pro- higher profile artists on it. Well, they did for the first two. Yeah. 
and again, I don't want to, because he's mostly been sort of, he's been one of the rotating artists on Deathstroke over at DC recently. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh. At least, at least uh, in the beginning, he, I don't know about recent issues of Deathstroke, but the first like 10 issues, I think he popped up here and there. And it was like an ensemble. It was like him with breakdowns by someone else, or he was building, doing the breakdowns on someone else's uh, work. Mm-hmm. I'll say Larry Hammer was doing some art on there. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, back to this issue. So yeah, and it's like, are they going to use this also to resurrect other dead characters since so many have dead X-Men have appeared here? At least in the first two issues. Not so much in this one. Yeah, no one here. It just kind of, this, this issue especially just kind of like went by so fast. It was like nothing happening. I agree. So I agree. I had a lot of problems reading this issue because you, you hit it right on the head. Joe, you know, like the art was underwhelming. I'll put it that way, you know? Yes. And, um, the story itself, like, you know, as I mentioned earlier, is just not moving anywhere. This is, you know, this could have been like half a book of, you know, dealing with what they, what they get here, you know, what they finally get to here. There's all these, um, you know, kind of four panel pages that don't do all that much in terms of storytelling. And it just slows the book down. You know, you flip past it. It's just like, you know, the realization of something, whereas we could have gotten so much more story out of one page. Um, you know, this is a very disappointing issue. I, I was very disappointed to read this. You know, like, uh, as I mentioned earlier, my shop didn't get their copies of this. So I didn't get my physical copy of this. So, um, you know, I'm kind of like, well, I could have skipped this one. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight. You know, I mean, I bought, I mean, you know, I'll be paying for it when I get, you know, when it, when it comes into my shop this week, you know, next week. But, uh, you know, it's, a, it's something I could have skipped because I feel like we didn't really see anything or learn anything in this. Hmm. It's three of five, by the way. Okay, so that means we got two more. So it'll be done by the end of the month. Okay. Oh no, it says two. Does it say two weeks? I think it'll be in the beginning of the next month. Okay. At least that's what the advertisement says at the end of this book. It says in two weeks. There's like two weeks left in the month, right? Or three, I think. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, what else do we want to get to? Did you guys read Mister Miracle? Indeed. That was a quirky, quirky read. It was fun. <laughs> it was. You kind of like halfway through, you kind of saw where the conversation was going, but it was still like, okay, yeah, <laughs> let's see how this goes out. Exactly. I had it spoiled for me beforehand. So, did you? I mean, not a big deal, but yeah, still fun to see it happen. <laughs> I, so, this is the halfway point of the series as it takes, I think, a one month break, and they left on a high note. Oh, okay. So, we're going to get a skip month? Okay. I think so. All right. Well, I can't, you know, what's funny about this is that I kind of figured that this would become, you know, and I'll hit the spoiler bell just in case people are going to read this and not want to know. Maybe they're a little behind, but here we go. What Tim and Roddy are referring to is something that I kind of expected going into the series period. I actually expected this particular re- you know, revelation to happen. Did you you know? Know? It almost seemed like a natural kind of progression in their story. You know, but maybe that's just my perspective on it. That's all. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I would have no have no reason to think that it would go this way. Mm-hmm. Especially, I guess, not necessarily not even knowing the characters, but you know, like you never know how or what's going to happen in a story like this because it started off kind of kind of weird, and you don't know necessarily where it was going, right? Or what even that's going to play a part in, you know, the the the, the series going forward. Mm-hmm. I feel like those like okay, well, this kind of came out of. Not necessarily. Well, no, actually, it did. It kind of came out of nowhere to me. <laughs> All right. 
but uh you know one of the uh, uh one of the the running gags in in the book is that um uh Barda and Mr. Miracle are having a conversation about home renovations while they're fighting for their lives on apocalypse. Yeah. Just like another day. <laughs> but technically that was, that's what was fun about the whole the issue. It was like, okay, they're just they're just casually having this conversation while they're just going through all these death traps and all this other stuff and then all of a sudden, oh by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the, the the weird stuff happens with the the glitchy pages or whatnot, and after, right after that happens, and I'm like, okay, and now you, I guess you can start to get a sense of what that stuff is, right? With that stuff, or at least it seems like I don't know where they don't have that full of a clue, because throughout the whole, you know, throughout the whole thing, you've been like, okay, this stuff happens, and then like, is this real, or is this, you know, or is this something else? But not like, is it because of when it happens and what happens? It seems like a you got a better sense of it now, right? But yeah, fun issue. I guess. Or do we want to spoil what happens, or or is it that is that big yeah. deal in, in the grander stream theme? Yeah, I was about to say I rang the bell just in case someone wants to bring it up, but I'm more than willing to let people read it because they should be reading this. Yeah, you have a month to get caught up on all six issues. Sure, there you go. All right, and we'll leave it at that then. But let's just say something momentous happens for for the for for those people. I I uh, I happen to uh, pass by a, a a comic shop today that I don't normally go into. But I picked up the variant cover, the Gerard's variant cover for uh, Mr. Miracle this week. And uh, I like, I kind of like it, you know, kind of like, ah, you know, poking out from a hole. Uh, shout out to the people watching the uh, the video feed. All right. So that's about it for Mr. Miracle, correct? Yes. Yep. That is my one DC book this week. <laughs> but it might be mine too. I don't, I don't think about it. Wait. I've got a couple more, but they know. All, they're all um, rapid fires. Yeah. Uh, so actually, let me then let me pull this one up then, since since uh, I guess there's a could be a theme between the two books slightly. Uh, X Men Gold Annual Number One. Ooh, I read this. Yeah, this was cool. This is actually I have been waiting for this uh, issue because it is uh, a reunion of Excalibur, which was um, <clears throat> if you did not know, it's uh, it was an old '90s book with. Um, Basically, X Men in Britain. You had um, you had Kitty Pryde, Nightcrawler, Rachel Rachel Gray slash Summers, whatever you want to call her, and Captain Britain and Megan as a team, and it was kind of crazy and cool at the same time. Like I was telling the guy at the shop owner, I was like, "This is probably one of the few books in at the time that I actually kept up with." Mm-hmm. So having a reunion of this crew was uh, cool with me. Um, and I'm not gonna say it disappointed because it did because like it was cool to see them all together because I, and, and I guess once and now that I think about it it was kind of like well this kind of seemed like something that would happen when they get together so it wasn't that out of the ordinary but I've kind of expected them to kind of go deep back into the uh, Excalibur lore or, yeah yeah I kind of get I, I kind of get where you're where, where you're coming from because that's what I expected to I expected to see like the tech net or yeah. You know, something that was like, you know, solely in the, in the, in the realm of, uh, within the pages of, uh, Excalibur, you know, what we got was, um, you know, a, a spinoff of, uh, Rachel Summers slash gray story, which was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely did the job of bringing the characters together. And there is another kind of sim in a similar vein to Mr. Miracle, a momentous occasion that brings these characters together. And yeah. that has a twist on it. Yeah. Which is this one I'm going to go ahead and say because I guess it'll, it'll spoil Mr. Miracle by proxy, I guess. Right. 
But I'll ring the bell just in case. Hold on. Yeah, Give me so a ring the bell. So the reason why everybody's getting together is because um, Megan and Captain Britain had a kid. There you go. Um, and they they sent a stork, an actual stork, to. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. They couldn't send an owl. They had to send the stork. I'm like, wait, you guys got this backwards. Yeah, but again, it's Megan, so I was like, okay, that makes that actually kind of makes sense, given given you know given who sent it. Right. So so uh, Kitty, Rachel, and Kurt end up going to uh, London, and they meet up with the kid, who takes immediately to Kurt, which, like I say in my notes, like of course she did because. Who doesn't like Nightcrawler? He's a fuzzy elf. Yeah, you know. Now the 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 kicker here is that when they get there, they find that the kid is like three months old, but talking like an adult. Mm. So, and nobody really blinks. I, I like the fact that nobody really just blinks an eye about this. No one even asks about you know like what well, why is this happening or anything. You know, that but, kid was awesome, by the way. Yeah, I know. I love the kid. That kid, that kid <laughs> And she was just like, oh, matter of fact, it was like, yeah, no, you know what? And I was like, okay, something's going to happen to where either this kid's going to grow up and start tearing something up or, or whatever the case. But no, nah, kids stay the kid and just, no, nah, just kid being curious about the world and this and that and other, but it's smarter than, you know, most adults. <laughs> that part was kind of real cute. I, I appreciated that. So in, 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 in that sense, it was like, okay, yeah, like, again, this seems like something that would happen in Excalibur and just be kind of just there. But, um, but yeah, like I said, it was it was a nice clean issue because they they run into some trouble by way of like like uh like I just said one of um Rachel Gray's you know past enemies or something like that, and they deal with that handily. Actually, the kid handles that, <laughs> which was which was funny. It's like during the course of the fight, and and, and you know Captain Britain's kind of fussy, and the kid's like, I know, Dad, and this other kind of so. But yeah, and it's good. Supposedly it's grown up fast, so like right. in a year's time, it could be. Uh, future X-Man material. Basically. Which, at the end of the uh, issue, it kind of made me wonder, because like, they didn't say, like, it, they said a to-be-continued, but with the question mark, you know, kind of... Yeah, that's it. the typical, like, annual thing, like, if you guys like it, right. see it again in the future. Right. I wouldn't be opposed to more Excalibur, you know? I may I may be in the, the, the minority on that one, but hey, we're getting ex- Exiles, why not Excalibur? Yeah. Hey, did you guys read the backup story? I did actually. I was gonna get to that. Yeah, it was that was kind of cute too. Um, so basically, the the short rundown was, was like a um this kid who's a fan of Storm and and the X Men and her aunt or in New oh, York. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah, and they keep trying they trying to hunt down the X Men, but they always keep missing them. But then they finally find her. And yeah. when we say hunt down, we don't really mean hunt down. It's literally like jumping on the subway or getting in a cab traveling right. to New York City to like the 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 last reported sighting of the X Men. Right. Uh, you know, I thought to myself, wow, that's just, you know, particularly fanboy or fangirlish, but it's cool. It was endearing. Yeah. yeah. She was totally fangirling out the, the whole time. It was like, ah, nah, 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 nah. And then, of course, you have people, you know, with the, the mutant hate. And yeah, she's scum, muty scum. Mm-hmm. And she's, and, you know, and she's d- undeterred by it, but, you know, telling about themselves at the same time. But then they finally end up meeting a storm and <laughs> fangirling out way much. So it, it was pretty cute. Yeah, no, it brought a spot to my face. It was I thought it was a nice little backup story. Mm-hmm. Overall, like I said, the, the thing was all right. Like I thought I thought the, the, the front story was kinda a little short, but at the same time it was like, oh okay. It just didn't need to be anything crazy crazy. Gotcha. It was still enjoyable. Um, all right. What else that needs Oh, uh 
Let me jump on X Men Blue number nineteen. Oh it's, yeah, we're talking about X Men. This you and Colin Byrne had a chat on that one. Say what? Did you and Colin Byrne had a little chat on that one. Yeah, because I th- uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Because I've been I've been writing about this series since the time, cross time capers uh, began, and now we finally get to see who has been behind the messing of the time stream and the time paradoxes that caused Magneto and Danger and Polaris to blink out of existence. So once that started happening, happening, uh, the X-Men discovered through Magneto that Magneto had been working with Charles Xavier in the past to find a way to send the original five X-Men back to the past, the the original past. And so he had a time machine uh, built for them, which they used to try to go back. But there were some pre- uh, coordinated or pre uh, inner coordinates that first took them to the year 2099 where they met the X-Men 2099 then they went to the 90s for to meet Generation X before finally arriving in their intended time but then once they got there they uh, interrupted a battle between Magneto and the original five X-Men but if they were gone how could Magneto be fight- fighting them? Comes out there are some imposters that have been t- taking their place and are trying to be ruthless by killing Magneto and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which is what caused the time paradoxes in the first place. And it is revealed that the perpetrators are the future evil Brotherhood from the Battle of the Atom crossover from a couple years ago. So I enjoyed those characters, so that's the reason I was glad to see that reveal. And it's funny, like as I was reading it, I started thinking about those guys. I was like, I wonder if that's the future Brotherhood. And I was like, no, I'm not going to jump to the end. Let me keep reading slowly and slowly. And then I got there and I was like, yeah. And you were right. I was right. It was, so, was that, you did an article on this. Did you, did you, you, did you, you have that in there? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. which if you're um, watching the video, you'll see the show notes under me. You can, that article will be in there. Yeah. So there's still one more issue to go. All right. Cause blue's ending, right? No. No. In this cross time keeper. In the in the arc, okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. the arc ends. Yeah, so I I want to see. I'm curious to see how everything is resolved because obviously the series is going to continue because they have a crossover with uh, Venom coming up. Poison X, I think it's called. What? Oh God! So obviously they're going to stay in the Sorry. present. Sorry, like you could actually hear my eyes rolling in that one. But anyway, so they're going to stay in the present, obviously. But then how are they going to fix the timeline? So. My original question was like, wasn't the timeline already jacked up the way they couldn't go back? Yeah, something was physically stopping them from going back, but I wonder I think that might have been explained away by Secret Wars stuff. I guess that sure. Okay. Yeah, blame Secret Wars. Yeah, because I guess because even after that, it was like, okay, we saw a whole bunch of time travel going on, even even after Secret Wars happened and there was some allusion to whether time was messed up or not. So sure. Yeah. Okay. Blame it on the stars that shine. <laughs> I'm sorry. So that is it's men blue number 19. The... I'm glad you're enjoying it because I try, I've been trying to give it a chance and I dropped this book, you know, from a physical pull list a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, I just don't particularly care to read the, you know, the... it's my favorite X-Men book. Yeah. I, I find that, I find that remarkable. So that's, you know, I'm glad for it. Yeah. I'm reading gold, but it's like I don't care anything about this negative zone arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, kind of go- a lot of time in, in the past, meaning they they've pretty much brought up a whole bunch of stuff. Like, hey, remember this? Remember this? Remember this? Yeah, yeah. X Men Blue has stayed true to its uh, legacy. It's- 
felt more. Oh. This really felt more uh, X-Men-y. Yeah, gold is definitely like mining the uh, nostalgia mine, you know. Mm. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I mean, yeah. I just need them to get this arc over with. Mm. In the negative zone, I agree with that. All right, so President Bartlett, what's next? Hey, speaking of things ending, uh, anybody uh, read Secret Warriors twelve? I downloaded it tonight, but also okay. I had to read number 12, uh, eleven. So, okay. Well, I mean, I, I would say there's, like, there's probably not much to spoil, but um, I guess there is. So, almost like Mister Miracle this week. Um, wait, no, that's probably not. That's that's not. Well, either way, it the, the thing is takes place during a um, something happens basically, and it's nothing real bad. But basically, the um, the team gets together one last time. Uh, including Ileana, who pops in for a second or two, um, because, um, well, with the weird thing about it, apparently uh, Lunella's gotten everybody together, telling telling them that it's her birthday, um, to which people took to and brought like cakes and stuff, and then they were so they're all at her. So what? I said, did Fifty Cent show up? <laughs> no. Sorry, I'm sorry. I have not been drinking, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So they get together at, at Lunella's apartment. The, the parents are away, and you know they get into a game of um, actually they get into a game of Secret War, which technically is Risk. And some things happen, not necessarily you know like eventful things, but there's a lot of things get hashed out. Let's just say it's it's an interesting end to the book. I will I will say so. You even with what I've said now, you 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 check it out. It's like okay, that's that's all right, you know. And at the end of the book, obviously, you know, um, Rosendahl, Rosenberg, excuse me, um, you know, it's like, well, we couldn't get everything we wanted in the book and this and that and the other and said his, you know, goodbyes to the team and all that kind of stuff, which was kind of heartfelt and this and that, you know, whatever. And the artist also got to, got to, got to pace himself to do some stuff, to talk about some stuff. But that, what I found, the reason why I mentioned it up because that in the letters page, um, <laughs> uh, Rosenberg was like, yeah, we probably won't hear from this crew uh, anytime soon because I've, I've messed him up. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, so I was like, oh, that's you know, it was. I, I assumed that was a joke, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you never know. But it was a good read, I thought. So it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Sad to see this book go, but you know, that's kind of the way. And he's not shaking off about it because he's got other books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, what else you guys got? Because you guys read a lot more than I did. Yeah, and half of the stuff going to be like rapid fire, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't mind, then I'll bring up something real quick. Let's see if there's something. Uh, Ms. Marvel number 26. Talk about, but go ahead. Ms. Marvel number 26. Oh, yeah. Yes. This is actually a pretty enjoyable read. So yeah. we are on the uh, the the, uh, the replacement Ms. Marvel crew. Um, that's the focus of the story, the last few issues, while Kamala's kind of on a, a vision quest to find herself. In sabbatical or whatever. Yeah. So um, the, uh, the substitute Ms. Marvel crew finds themselves far overmatched by one of... Uh, Ms. Marvel's uh, original um, nemesis, which is uh, the inventor. Um, it's, you know, it's revealed in this issue that uh, that is in fact, uh, you know, I guess the big bad of this particular arc. And, um, you know, it takes the uh, entire substitute Ms. Marvel crew um, to, to kind of uh, s- deduce what's been happening uh, uh, in Jersey city while uh, Kamala Khan has been away and uh, red dagger shows up to give them a hand. Right, it kind of didn't because actually, because you think about it, um, when Zoe, who was out with Red Dagger when they fought that one creature, she was kind of one to kind of put together because she was one of the ones that 
was there when the inventor attacked initially. Right. So he went back and kind of told the others, and then that's when they all was like, okay, well, you know, this is that, and that, and that, and then like, yeah, after that, red red dagger kind of found them, and mm-hmm. they're going to tackle them next issue, I guess. So it was. I was like, okay, here, team. I was thinking of it because I called them the Scoobies in, in my notes. Because that, <laughs> that's a good one. Because that's usually you know how stuff like that goes. But it's like, well, it's Team is Marvel or whatever the case may be. But they're <laughs> as replacements go. So, but it was cool. Like I said, um, the, yeah, I mean, Miss Marvel's been uh, consistent without. I mean, between at least a couple of us on the on the panel. So this one is not that much of a surprise that it was good. It's just you know. It's just it's like well, this is without Kamala, so you know it could go anyway, either, either way, and, and it still kind of holds up. Well, it's kind of cool that uh, you know that Kamala has this uh, created this erstwhile kind of support staff uh, underneath, you know, like that that works alongside her, right? Well, I, and I guess worked alongside her because they don't even know who she is. Exactly. Well, they you know they they work alongside Ms. Marvel, so right. So, which also kind of makes me wonder, like, wonder, wonder if she's gonna actually end up telling them. I don't know. It's good, not necessarily the thing that has to happen, but you know. All right, it's a good question. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, what do you think? Do you think we're in rapid fire time, or one or two more books? Yeah, rapid fire sounds good to me. All right, so let me let me let me rattle off a couple, um, and let me announce a rapid fire time. Actually, fire. Let me circle up the Vulcan. And uh, let's talk about Daredevil number 597. So this is um, the first issue with uh, Matt Murdock being a part of Wilson Fisk's um, administration uh, as mayor of the city of New York. Um, Matty has been appointed uh, first deputy mayor, which does not apparently put him in the line of succession uh, for mayor of New York City. And um, basically it's an issue that deals with his first day on the job, some characters, namely Foggy, approaching Matt and trying to figure out, you know, what you know, what are you trying to get at? Um, there's actually, believe it or not, uh, guest star uh, in the book from the Inhumans, um, and eventually, what we find is, uh, despite this book seeming to take another turn uh, and maybe making it a, a, a kingpin centric storyline, we 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 find that uh, Muse. This is the um, the uh, uh, I believe it's the Inhuman who's um, you know who's making uh, art out of uh, dead bodies and and and, and people and who blinded um, uh, blind spot. Uh, he's uh, making a return and he uh, performs some uh, some pretty grand looking graffiti on um, the municipal building in downtown Manhattan. So uh, you know that's that. If you wanted to take a look at that. And um, in terms of any other books, uh, Met Cadet U number five. This is the start of a new storyline. We find the cadets, um, you know, in the aftermath of their first, uh, you know, major skirmish with the Sharg, and they're they're being uh, punished for uh, disobeying orders, and they're um, put on a janitorial duty. But of course, they can't avoid trouble even doing that. So, uh, you know, that's the story. That's the start of their next arc. So this is a good jumping on point for anyone who wants to uh, read a really nice, you know, like a, a well-put-together story, I definitely recommend reading um, issues one through four. But if you're going to jump on, jump on. you can jump on now with uh, issue number five. And uh, that's pretty much it for me. I can do mine next as I scroll down. Actually, yeah, we got at least one in common, so. Which one is that? So I can skip it. No, no, you can go ahead. Okay. 
very quickly, Cable 153. Uh, we've discovered that Gideon is the one that's been killing his fellow externals. It's pretty much all there is to that. Um, he battles Celine and some of the fellow externals. They end up having to turn to Cable for help because they can't stop him. Sector Comics 972, I think, is the beginning of the fall of the Batman, or part two of the fall of the Batman. Actually, no, it's part one, even though it continues from whatever previous arc. Um, it sort of follows Clayface as he's he resorts back to his evil ways because of he can't uh, control himself, and he's been put in this tough situation, and he just responds the only way he knows how, and that's by being evil instead of trying to fight. Old Man Hawkeye, number one, was better than I thought it was going to be. So this it takes place five years um, before the events of Old Man Logan, uh, when Hawkeye, his, uh, he's losing his eyesight, and it's steadily increasing. So he goes on one last mission before he dies, or not dies, before he loses his eyesight. So we get appearances from Old Man Logan, Hawkeye's daughter, uh, the Mad Drops gang, and a mysterious villain who I guess is going to play a role in this. Oh, it's not mysterious. I think that's um. Well, uh, we, it's not mysterious. It's just oh, he's in, yeah. yeah, and also Venom. Like I said, shows up. Yeah, the Venom symbiote. Yeah, Red Hood and the Outlaws number eighteen is continuing this. It seems like it's been stretched out so long. This uh, smart, intelligent, uh, bizarro story arc. Titans number nineteen sees the Justice League. This. Ban the team, the Titans, not Teen Titans, the Titans over. I'll suspend them, but it's not really clear because it was like they kind of was like disband them, but it was like, no, 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 we're not. You know, yeah, just... it wasn't done in the smoothest manner. Yeah. Because of the Troya situation. Uh, Venom 160 is the penultimate issue of the Venom's Inc. crossover with Amazing Spider Man. Um, I can't be glad when this is over with so Spider Man can, Amazing Spider Man can get back to doing what it had been doing. And that's it. Cool. And that just leaves me with like one, two, three. Pardon me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, starting off with Black Panther, Long Live the King, number three. Uh, so T'Challa finds out um, the source of some creatures that's been uh, that uh, that's been affecting vibranium, and comes to find out that it's an old childhood friend of his. Um, and at the same time, uh, finds out that uh, the White Gorilla Cult is um, causing some shenanigans around the way, and you can pretty much guess who's going to show up the next issue. Uh, let's see. Oh, Catalyst Prime Excel number seven. So Daniel is in um, is in Antarctica because he was asked to go there to kind of get the full extent of his powers. And I know he had been kind of doing that on his own, but some government-type uh, research agencies wants to get the full um, full extent of his powers so he goes there and also because they paid him they pay him to do that um he starts off with a test ends up in this, the crazy world he usually ends up in when he's running and they end up getting a whole bunch of information from it and also ends up in a fight with a, a creature that comes from somewhere out of that um, uh, let's see and i think last but not least oh no actually like i do have another one Darth Vader number 10 um Right, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, so uh, this pretty much caps off what's been going on the, the last couple of issues in that in that the uh, Vader's at the Jedi Temple, and so is uh, Jedi Master Jocasta New. They faced off last issue and beginning starting into this one. Uh, 
Jacosta New knows who uh, Vader is, uh, which you figured, hey, that was going to end. Those only going to end up one way from that, but they end up having some words with each other because they're both kind of there for the same reason. Um, but uh, in an interesting twist, Vader does some Vader things and uh, doesn't necessarily complete his mission for the Emperor, but he does kind of end things on one front. Um, and at the end of the issue, we see uh, something that Jocasta News set up potentially come at somewhere along the line. We don't know when that's going to happen. We but we seem like we're looking forward to see something's going to uh, something's going to happen with something she's been doing the last couple of issues, and uh, whether she's still around or not, it's not necessarily known. Because mm. normally, when you know somebody's gotten been gotten rid of in this book, do you normally see it, and you don't in this issue? That doesn't necessarily mean that it couldn't happen or that it didn't happen, but I don't know. That's still kind of open air. So there is that one. That one's going to, I, I think I've said it before, like whatever has happened here, it feels like it's probably going to come out somewhere else. Unfortunately, it did not happen when I thought it was in, in The Last Jedi, but it is what it is on that one. Or maybe some of it didn't, I just don't remember. Either way, that's that. Uh, last book is also Star Wars related in that it is Star Wars Force of Destiny, Ray number one. So um, picture it. Force Awakens. Sicily, 1940. <laughs> girl named Ray meets this, this little girl named BB-8 out in the deserts of Jakku. Mm-hmm. Well, between... And then she takes this um, droid, said droid, to Nima Outpost. Well, this story is basically what happens in between the time that they met and, you know, leading up to going to the outpost, basically. Which so apparently a lot happened because that didn't show up in the movie. That that, 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 that this, um, this story kind of shows. So clearly, they, these are some stuff got cut out of the movie, or they just kind of squeezed this in here. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was an interesting read. It was cool, action packed, you know, great story. If you know you like it, go for it. And I'm done. Cool. Clicks of the week. Clicks of the week. Yeah, Mister Miracle number six. <laughs> I was gonna go with that, but I think I'm gonna do X Men Blue number nineteen. Nice. Oh, jeez. No pressure, fellas. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm slightly torn between Secret Warriors and X-Men Gold Annual, but I think I'm actually going to go with X-Men Gold Annual just because it's Excalibur. That was fun. Like that. It, it, it could have been a little bit. They could have done a little bit more with that one, but it was still enjoyable and little kids adorable. Gotcha. All righty. Time for ad read. Yes. That's what I'm queuing up. So, um, as we transition from our reviews into our uh, news section, our first ad read of the night is uh, courtesy of a brand new sponsor of the Cold Slither Podcast Network. I'm talking about Funko. Fun at first sight. Your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, exclusive apparel, t-shirts, hats, and socks, and exclusive brand merchandise, custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. 
then click on the keep our podcasts free link at the top of the page from there scroll down to the fun code link and place your order when you get to the checkout put in the offer code shop 10 s h o p 10 for your 10% off discount funco through cspn.us do it today and now we lead into the news oh. what happened now i think like i said there was some funko stuff on here that that was announced that i totally forgot to put in the line up it's okay news all righty first up in the cinematic news of the week we have Spawn Reboot is a supernatural thriller, not a superhero movie. Yep. It's a thing. Yep. Superhero. It, it, uh, apparently, I think, I don't know if it's in this article, but apparently he, Spawn's not going to talk. Yeah, what? I saw that later this week. I was like, huh? All right, sure. But yeah. He doesn't need to speak. Yeah, yeah I thought about that. That's true. Supergirl poster teases Monel's Legion of Superheroes costume. So mm-hmm. all the DC shows kick back off next week, I believe. Still not caught up. Green Lantern, Omega Man could appear on Sci-Fi's Krypton, teases Johns. Omega Man would be cool. I need to get that, uh, was it 12 issues or whatever, in a trade format. Hmm. That was all right, from what I read of it. Krypton producer has seven to eight year plan for the series. Which sounds crazy, but if you think about the fact that uh, Gotham's been going on for like four already, not so crazy. Has it been that long? Mm-hmm. And Arrow's been on for six Sits, yeah. But yeah, but I mean that's Arrowverse stuff. Like this, like people are like kind of, you know, poo pooing Gotham and this, but you know, oh, the poo poo will continue. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But like, I don't, I still don't think Krypton probably needed to happen. But hey, if they they got a plan, run with it. Yep. Constantine animated series would be darker than live action show. So yeah, Matt Ryan's coming back to um, Legends of Tomorrow in an upcoming coming arc, and so uh, with that, recently, well, actually, that news has been out, but recently there's been news about this particular animated series coming, um, just like the other ones that have come before it. So, and I think Matt Ryan is indeed reprising his role in the animated verse, of course. Yep. Uh, it's going to be on CWC, and it they're not saying it could lead to anything else, but you know. They're basically doing what they couldn't do. Sounds like they're going to try to do some stuff they couldn't do on the NBC show, which is the same because the NBC show wasn't bad. But yeah, it was. It was. It missed some beats, or actually not even missed some beats, but they couldn't do but so much on it at the time. So, Constantine fans rejoice. The voice cast for DC Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay is announced. Yep, uh, Kristen Slater, Billy Brown, Liam McIntyre, Kristen Bayer, Gideon, C. Thomas Howell, a bunch of other people. Tara Strong. Yep, Tara Strong as always. Vanessa Williams is Amanda Waller? Huh. I don't know which one. Which one? <laughs> you got, you t- I assume the actress one. Well, I guess they're both actresses. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't say L or the other one, so I'm going to... I'm assuming the Melrose Place one. Uh, hey, yeah. you never, never know. That's what I'm thinking. And she has, she's been on Flash a couple of times, so that kind of makes a little bit more sense than other Vanessa Williams. Lindsay Lohan campaigns for the role of Batgirl on Twitter. Ooh. Meh. That's kind of what people have been saying. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, we probably have to look, but yeah, nobody wants that. Ant-Man 3 might be coming, says Michael Pena. I feel like that's an inevitable, but sure. Three movies out of Ant-Man. Go figure. Amazing, right? I'm interested. I got to see what the second one's going to be like. I mean, it'll be cool because they'll have uh, Wasp, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah. 
Bill Foster, which is kind of funny given a um, some, I'll, I'll talk to you all about this afterwards though, but th- there was something funny about that after that somebody brought up uh, earlier in a panel I was watching. But yeah, like we're getting Ant Man, Ant Man, Wasp, and that, we assume they're going into the, to the multiverse. Well, they're going into the microverse, so and which could lead to something in the Avengers movies from report rumors. Right. But who knows what three could bring? Uh, Black Panther tickets are now on sale. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I remember last week when we were talking about when the hell is this thing going to go on sale? And sure enough, a couple of days ago, it's when it happens. Did you guys get yours? Oh, yeah. Not yet. No. Might go out this weekend and get them because I might go see Star Wars again. I was about to say mine got so, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, I got opening night, uh, seven o'clock. Same here. At the big, you know, at the, at the OG IMAX theater uh, in Manhattan. And uh, uh, luckily enough, a friend of mine, uh, he and his wife got tickets and, and got me one before I even knew they were on sale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, we were talking about this last week and um, I don't know what I was going to say about that, but yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there's also another story with, but I don't have it in the lineup, but apparently uh, tickets have gone so fast that Lupita Nyong'o couldn't even get hers. That's right. Like for the showing that she wanted. Yeah. Right. So, which brings us to, actually not that one. Black Panther lives for the beat and latest TV spot. This was the one that we talked about this last week that it was going to happen during the uh, the national playout, the yeah national championships of some sports ball thing, and it happened. <laughs> uh, see, Black Panther will have certain scenes specifically formatted for IMAX. Yeah, shout out to IMAX. Yeah, work it. <laughs> Marvel's Black Panther introduces Warriors of Wakanda in a new video. Yeah, this one came out earlier today, so this one's um. About the Dora Mini Leger and all their glory. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's cool. Black Panther sold more advanced tickets in one day than any Marvel movie in history. Which is weird because and it's not weird because of that, but it was weird because you see people like, well, this is why it happened. I'm like, well, you don't say this is why it happened on any time these other movies did that. Why are you doing it for this one? But hey, good on it. And I'm pretty sure this movie's going to do all right, I think. Just maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a definite possibility. Uh, Thor Ragnarok hammers out digital Blu-ray release dates. Can't wait. March 6th. Don't have that much longer. Can't wait. And here's the box art for the, the 4K version. I don't know if anybody's got 4K. So, but sure. Whatever. I do not yet. Yeah. It's going to be well. But it'll be loaded with stuff. Marvel is finally giving Black Widow her own movie. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So is that going to screw up the, uh, <laughs> the movie schedules that we've all been looking at uh, no. for, for months? No, because it's just in... Uh, Development hell? No, yeah. Gonna... Yeah, I mean, it's going to come like after, after way after like probably Captain Marvel or whatnot. Um, and they they got a writer. That's about as far as they've gotten, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like, rather. Well, hey, people have been clamoring for it. Here you go. Or here it comes. Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Guardians 2 stunt coordinator joins Gambit. Uh-oh. Wait. Good one. Not too much of a biggie. Gore. What? Uh, Avengers 4 may actually be a Secret Wars adaptation. And there's that. Yeah. Which makes sense given it's Infinity War and what came after Infinity? Oh, yeah. Infinity became, came before, yeah, Infinity before Secret Wars. Hey, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Now, granted, the Infinity War they're taking from Infinity Gauntlet, yes, but uh, that, it, we've also seen stuff that they seem to be taking from the, the Hickman run of Infinity, too. So oh, definitely, definitely. It's a melding of the two. 
Mm-hmm. So before anybody asks me or whatever. Right. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And you mentioned that one already. The Winter Soldier and Guardians 2 stunt connoted uh, John Gambit. But. Thor Verbinski pulls off of Gambit movie. Yep. That's a odd wording. Well, you know. Off. Deadline. It's, a, <laughs> it's it's Gambit movie. Oh, because yeah. he's, wait, he's supposed to be to, he was supposed to be the director. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Which is like the second, third director to, to come off of that one. But it's still true. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, first official look at Venom movie expected this week. What do you guys think? Cautious optimism? Don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nope. Especially after that lackluster first image of uh, oh, yeah. Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. As someone said, it just looks like Tom Hardy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm like, it, okay, it doesn't even tie into Spider Man movies. Why is this happening? Of course, you can say that about Silver and Black, but then again, I, you can make a better case for that. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Which I forgot to tell y'all, there's another sheet of news. So, <laughs> uh, Report. Deadpool director developing Kitty Pryde's solo film. Sure. I guess. Yeah. And then, it, and then they were like redoing their whole scheduling for the next year and a half. Um, yeah. With release date. So go figure. It, the, the fun part about this is like, you know, they probably would have done something like this even if. The, the Disney Fox thing hadn't gone through, but you know, the fact that they're doing this is like, yeah, sure, open the floodgates. Vin Diesel is in talks to star in the film adaptation of Bloodshot, which I could have sworn, um, um, dude from Power Rangers was doing Bloodshot, no, he's doing Ninja, okay, okay, yeah, or Ninja, whatever. Well, he's doing Ninja for that Ninja versus the Valiant Universe, whatever, okay, straight to. DVD, whatever. Gotcha. Oh, sure. Uh, Spielberg's Halo TV series still in very active development. Okay, this is probably less cart- uh, comic book related, but there are they have been Halo comic books. So, eh. Star Trek Discovery has been dro- dropping spoiler clues all along. <laughs> I mean, Mirror Universe. Yeah, sure. Let it let it ride. It just started back this past week. I haven't read any more than the title of his article because I haven't caught up yet. So. Mm. And Mark Hamill and Ron Perlman cast in Transformers animated series. And Samoa Joe, don't forget him. <laughs> Apparently, this, yeah, well, yeah, this, this article does say that down at the bottom. So there's uh, Judd Nelson, which that's kind of funny. Uh, Will Wheaton, Jamie King, Samoa Joe, as you said. And who's Mikey Way? Who cares? But yeah, this is the, the Machinima um, Transformers thing that's been kind of going on for a minute. So there you go. Uh, let's see. <laughs> is this new spillover for the comics? Uh, I think there's one. No, yeah, that's the spillover. Yeah. There's, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom King. Yeah, we talked about that already. Or Tom King and Mitch Gerards. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. This is still cinematic. The stuff on the second page. Sorry. Saga creators would absolutely love a musical adaptation by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Which is weird considering they said something not, not wanting, well, saying something about that. But then again, they've kind of come back on that one about not wanting to have a, um, a cinematic version or of uh, Saga or something like that, but they've kind of did other things to that. They softened their stance a little bit. Well, I think uh, um, I think um, Frank Yvonne was basically like, well, no one thought that that Runaways was going to happen 15 years ago. So, and we talked about this before, but you know, Runaways was going to happen 15 years. So, yeah, it could happen. Basically, is what he said. I don't know. State play Saga. It's sure it's weird enough to work. Uh, James Gunn confirms cool details from Guardians of the Galaxy prison scene. 
Uh, basically, the you see the little stripes and stuff on their on their uniforms. They they mean something, and that basically means what they what they did to get in prison. Uh, Lucasfilm reveals Star Wars Last Jedi's Easter eggs. Yeah, there's a video for for those in that article. Want to check that out? Or if you're unless you're already watching the Star Wars show on YouTube, you probably have already seen it. Yep, Avengers Four may be teasing an alternate reality, not time travel. Which, given some of the stuff that they've, some of the images we've seen, would probably make some sense. The gifted Skylar Samuels and Tots become series regular. That's the the cuckoos, cuckoos, I assume. Yeah. Masters of the Universe reboot starts filming this spring. What? <laughs> that was the that was what I was expecting. Where's Doug? I want to hear his take on this. <laughs> John Wick Three gets a working title ahead of filming. Wait, hold on. John Wick 3. There, there is a comic book now about it. That's the only reason why I put it in the lineup. And John Wick TV series in the works at Stars with Keanu Reeves attached. Which, uh, if you remember the noise you heard earlier, that's exactly what this is because they, they this stupid auto thing autoplayed a clip from the movie. So yeah, this is going to be called The Continental. Oh, by the way, that last article, um, the, the working title was like Action Cop or something like that, but oh, you know the, the actual title is probably going to be Chapter Three of the, the John Wick movie because it would make sense. Yeah, but now I'll know that it's Alpha Cop if I know Alpha if I recognize the title Alpha Cop on one of the signs that says "Please move your car." Um, right, in New York City, I'll know that it's John Wick Three, so that's cool. Yeah. So, but moving on to this one, yeah. So apparently, um, Keanu's I think this is kind of Keanu's um, production company or something is uh, is basically doing a stars thing um about the continental if you know what uh, if you've watched the john wick movies you know what the Cont- continental is and uh therein you know what's going to be what this the show is probably going to be about and sounds like they got people all over it behind the scenes i don't think they have anybody for as far as um acting in it and it doesn't sound like keanu is going to be in it or at least not you know doesn't say anything about it right now right but he's behind it um Black Lightning has a chilling racial profiling scene inspired by showrunner Salim uh, Salim Akil's life. So, uh, Black Lightning starting next week. Uh, sounds like uh, there's going to be uh, um, a scene where um, Jefferson gets uh, hemmed up by the police out of costume, and it sounds like it is based off of something that actually happened to the showrunner. Hmm. So, and they got a, the the clip here in the, the article. I must have missed it when we were talking about this show. Did not realize that they were going to be portraying Black Lightning as significantly older than what we're used yeah. to seeing him as in the comics. Yeah, they've they've mentioned that I think early on, right? And I'm I'm sure you did. I probably balked at the idea, but to see the the actual portrayal, even if it's just in a commercial, I'm I, you know I did I I I was taken aback and was definitely surprised by it. Right. I think the amusing thing to me was who it is because Chris Williams, um, you know, because he's been around uh, doing some things. I I know him mostly from like Living Single and a, a few places in there, which Living Single is on Hulu, by the way. Um, so yeah, this would be in. It's be interesting to see him play this. Uh, let's see, DCE, DCU Cyborg film will be an origin story, which I figured we probably would have known that. We would have guessed that already. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that despite what happened in Justice League. Uh, so Joe Morton says that you know Cyborg film is going to be presented as something as a origin story. Uh, that it, it's, all we know so far is that he and Ray Fisher are going to be in it, and it's coming out April third, twenty twenty. And Linda Hamilton pops up and tries to shoot him. What? Uh, <laughs> Oops, wrong. Sorry, wrong universe. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, no, right. That was funny. That would, <laughs> would be funny. Uh, yeah, like if Linda Hamilton pops up in the movie and they give each other the evil eye or something, like, wait a second. Like, don't I know you're from somewhere? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now we're at the, um, actually, wait. Yeah, Com- now we're at the uh, comic book news. So we talked about Mr. Miracle number six already. Bendis takes on Superman for Action Comics 1000. At least that's the Allegedly, yeah. in a backup story before he probably takes on the series afterwards. A little bit skier. Lindsey Vaughn shows off Captain America's suit. I believe there's a, has a Captain Marvel type looking suit, but yeah, she had. Yeah, that was the first one. They had a Captain Marvel suit for, uh, I guess, the team. But this is her showing off a Captain America inspired one. Mm-hmm. Asian American creators creatives are coming together on a new hashtag, and it's damn beautiful. Yep. So Greg Park was out there on Twitter, and he, and he, I think he, I don't know if it was just him, but I know he. He was one of the yeah. He was one of the people who began it. Right, and uh, the hashtag is ASAM Creator Roll Call, uh, Asian American Roll Call, Creator Roll Call, and uh, it's gotten some good buzz to it. Sibosky, you and Tolibao to headline Philippines Marvel Creative Day out 2018. So they actually had two real Filipino dudes and TV Sibosky who pretended to be Japanese. I was going to say, I was like, I guess <laughs> get to his Japanese, go back to his Japanese roots. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so suppose actually the event has already happened a couple of days ago. Um, it was uh, focused on design expressive comic books and stuff. A Thor Ragnarok inspired Maiden Wuin Valkyrie is Marvel's new Exiles member. I think that was the one of the other ones that had not been um, announced. So yes, we get uh, Thor Ragnarok Valkyrie in the new Exiles team. There might be one other I can't remember that hasn't been announced, but um, no, that was the only one not announced. Okay, I thought it was somebody else, but Mm-mm. it's interesting. I like how they depicted her; like it's a very streamlined look of from the movie. You know, obviously inspired by the movie, but I like the costume design. Yeah, Javier Rodriguez, man, does good work. Yes, and uh, Tessa Thompson was was you know, I think she did a, she did a gift where it was like when you find out your characters in the book or something like that, which was kind of cute. And the character is being looked at for Marvel games because why not? Mm-hmm. Right. Batman to enemy within chapter four release date. Uh, that is next week or yeah, next week actually. If you haven't been playing, if you haven't played those about Batman Telltale series, they are pretty good. You should check it out. They're not like canon stories, but they're they're pretty cool um, episodic um, stories. This Black Panther pin has one very serious problem. <laughs> yeah, it does. This is what we talked about last week, isn't it? No, we didn't. Oh no, okay. No, no, we talked about the uh, we talked about the figure. So, so Disney, if you if you know about Disney parks, they they sell or give away these or not give away, but they give these pins, um, like the ones you've seen me show off in when I open up the boxes. Um, and apparently, they don't have the thing here. But basically, the pin is fine until you look at the eyes, which are white. So you can well, see the, mask. the eyeball. I was going to say the eyeballs are white, obviously, right. but it's the it's the um, it's the 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 skin. The parts of the eye that are uh, um, exposed, uh, right. the eye slots. I like parts. So, you, if you're watching the video, you can see the picture of it, which clearly is not right. So, yeah, that's that was the thing. 
So are they fixing them? Is there an update to that? No, no I haven't seen an update about it. And uh, well, we'll get to some sad news here. <laughs> yeah, as I'd say, I'm gonna, be, I'm, I'm absolutely gonna watch my tongue on this because if I ever get to be, how old is Stan? Ninety five. Yeah, you know what? Well, so, so yeah, so there's there was there's been follow up to this one, um, whether anybody cares or not. So Stan Lee was accused of sexual misconduct by home uh, care nurses. We're not talking about when he was forty five. We're talking about when he's ninety five or ninety four. Right. So, yeah, there's, according to the Daily Mail, which take that for what it is, a, a string of young female nurses claimed that Lee repeatedly groped and harassed them, demanded to be pleasured, you know, and of course, you know, there's been some pop-up about that um, throughout social media in little ways. But the follow-up to that is that uh, Stanley's legal team responds to the accusations. Yeah, they basically said he didn't do it, if, if to, to take away from it. Or actually, here we go. We say to this: uh, we are not aware of any anyone filing a civil action or reporting these uh, issues to the police. Which, for any genuine claim, would be more the uh, appropriate way to, for it to be handled. Instead, Mr. Lee has received demands to pay money and threats that if he does not do so, the accuser will go to the media. Mr. Lee will not be extorted or blackmailed, and will pay no money to anyone because he has done absolutely no wrong. Which, you know, there you go. But and I think last week didn't we talk about the way somebody was reportedly. Uh, stole some money from him for, for something else yeah we did talk about that stan has been in the news for things you know n- you know not not exactly uh positive so yeah so it's been you know it's been a thing all right so let's talk about this next one because this caught my eye so bendis explains the ultimate universe's return yes it's really back tell us about this well i mean there's not much of a actually the, this goes back to the conversation you and i had the last couple of weeks about spider-man 2 which right. You guys know a little more about it, which Tim, actually, I'm glad you're here because you might be able to shed some more, some light about it if you uh, were reading this, which I thought you were. I was. So at the end of Spider-Man 2, it seems like um, some, I think Miles went through a portal or something. And right, the 616 Miles. Right. Presumably that is the new Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. So apparently this, well, so this... So our, yeah, the Miles of the... Crime Marvel Universe went to the Ultimate Universe to find the wife, his alternate reality wife, since his died in the Prime Universe, and he runs into the Ultimates, and Spider-Man, Peter is alive because he was resurrected before the Ultimate Universe was destroyed in the incursion for Secret Wars. Uh, there's an Ironheart there, and resurrected heroes, so the multiverse, again, is back, and Bendis just felt like bringing it back because supposedly fans missed it. And of course, Fantastic Four are out there repopulating the multiverse. So, right. makes right. sense storyline wise. So, yes. And there's a quote from Bender saying, I brought the Ultimate Universe back because so many people brought up to me that's important for all those years. And now having it gone was just a bummer. Uh, he wrote, uh, I agreed, not for ego, even though I'm sure there's a little bit in there. But as a fan, I agree with the sentiment. I'm going to go with the ego, but whatever. Because <laughs> that, kind of that was kind of his baby, you know. So yep, we don't know what's going to happen to it because, like I said, he's not going to be around for it. So I don't know. Maybe they will try to re- resurrect something. Uh, Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl introduces the next Marvel movie, Dream Team. So yeah, apparently uh, Squirrel Girl teamed up with Loki and Drax, and I think it might have been last week's comic. And you know, people are buzzing. Uh, there's my article for X Men Blue reveals the mastermind behind the team's broken time stream. Go check that out. Yep. David Brothers, formerly of Image, joins Viz as an editor. 
congrats because he's he's been all up into manga so this was this was a good fit for him so congrats to uh, to that brother Tony Press names new publisher more staff changes as it looks ahead to 2018 Chris Visions undergoing eye surgery following partial blindness I saw this picture and I thought it's like right for one quick minute Speedy, oh no definitely a speedy recovery to him yes, yeah for real an artist adapted three of 2017's best genre films into very cool mini comics. So yeah, some, some good stuff. Hot Toys reveals the new Boba Fett figure from Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, and it's got a lot of stuff with it, apparently. So sure, Marvel com- Comics regains Conan license. Yeah, this dropped today, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I saw ads for you know I saw articles and uh, pictures of this. Yeah, which I totally forgot before reading this article that. Marvel even had the Conan license. Same here. Nice uh, Isat Ribbit cover. Oh, true. Oscar winner John Ridley explores iconic moments in DC Comics history. That was announced today. So the other history of DC Universe is going to be a prestige comic book miniseries. It's going to look at some of the key moments from DC Comics history through the lens of, uh, I guess, African-American, not even African-American, just minority comic book characters. Hmm. I think uh, some listed... Is it here? Do they list the ones that are going to appear? Uh, didn't say. And some of the, well, uh, the larger. Yeah, there they are. John Stewart, Estrano, Vitson, Supergirl, Katana, and Ray, Renee Montoya. So I was going to ask if this is something like the Encyclopedia of Black, uh, Black Comics or something. Not sure what it's going to be. Yeah. Except to be color, you know, not color, but uh, it'll have images. That's cool. And last like- but a live stream, sorry. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a live stream about it this Saturday at eleven AM on the DC YouTube channel. So yep. check that out if you're watching this live. Be a couple streams for their panels this weekend to DC and DC weekend mm-hmm. with TV stars and comic book character or comic book art creators. And last but not least, Marvel's Black Panther, the illustrated history of a king preview is available. Yeah, this just dropped like as we started. So mm-hmm. apparently um, there's going to be a hardcover book about this. It is available now. Um, it goes through, looks like it goes through the Marvel Knights era Black Panther with uh, Christopher Priest stuff and uh, some other stuff. So that's cool. Ed Reed. All right. So we are finally heading into the uh, tail end of the show. Our last ad read of the night is for Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Blue Apron. Fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron, always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. So real quick before we end up, I just want to say this real quick. Well, it's kind of a box opening, I guess. So I got this nice little um, glove thing, Black Panther glove. Yes, it is the one that you've seen in the in the uh, the commercials. It's kind of cool. I kind of want to get me another one. It's like a hard plastic thing. Uh, it's got light up claws, and I think it's 
<laughs> Motion sensitive. It lights up. It's kind of cool. Whether I'm aware to the Black Panther, um, well, I'm supposed to light up, but apparently it's not right now. Nevertheless, motion sensitive. It's kind of cool. Um, I don't know if I'm going to wear this to the Black Panther uh, opening because that seemed like it might get distracting if I, if I hit something wrong at the wrong time. But it's cool. So there you go. Very All righty. Cool. Very cool. Follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at TimDLGG98 and at CBCron. Roddy Cat is at Roddy Cat and at News Nerds Needs and at CB Caps on Instagram. Agent 70 is at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. And also make sure to follow our friend PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. And go to his website, popculturenetwork.com. We'll be back next week to review some more fine comic books and talk about the comic book news and movie television news. But with that, we are the Comic Book Chronicles, and we are signing off. Hey! Good evening, friend. Would you believe it? It's, it's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you